Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike Fagan and Tim Ben. We're opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now let's get ready to rumble. Good day once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining Mike and Tim on City Council is Back, this Monday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. Okay, you norm- we normally start with inspiration and yeah. we name the shows. And the shows typically have to do with the content that we're going to share. And I know we're going to share a lot more beyond the title of today's show, Mike. But the City Council is back to work. And, and you know, that's one of the things we've been real critical about on this show is that the City Council seems to be vacant from very meaningful, needed discussions by our local government so often. It's almost like they work less than part-time. I know. And they all say, oh, you need full-time pay. And a lot of that's because, you know, they're counting the amount of time they put into their political life not just as a city council member. So, you know, when the special interests take them out to lunch, that's city council work. When the special interests want to have meetings and they go down and they get together with the dot orgs that they want to fund or that help them get elected or what have you, that's city council time. But most citizens don't look at that. They look at the meetings and the stuff that's actually on the city's official website. And you're like, do these people work at all? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we can complain about that. But at the same time, the city council's back to to work this Monday. And I'm thinking they could just continue to go on vacation for a couple more months because every time they get together, I mean, I know there's needed things that they need to spend our money on that they've already extracted from us, but they always expand government somehow. Oh, they do. And, and they're planning to expand government. So they can just, vacationing is great. City council, take as much time as you need. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, Tim, I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, one of the things that I definitely need to point out, yes, as a matter of fact, there is a city council meeting that is going to uh, take care of some legislative business at 6 p.m. tonight. But get this, man, we just come off of a couple of weeks of Christmas and New Year's vacation. City Hall was shut down on the 2nd of January, okay, along with the banks. I mean, it's a recognized holiday, all right? right. They're going to come back to work on Monday the 9th, only to be off again next Monday the 16th for Martin Luther King. Right, right. Well, so it's like, uh, come on. And then, you know, in February, I think they got at least another holiday, federal holiday recognized. Okay, so, but the thing is, there's five, here's, wait, no, wait. It's 12 now. There's 12 federal holidays now because the Biden administration created Juneteenth as a federal holiday. So yeah. they'll have 4th of July off and then, you know, whatever, you know, they'll have the, t- the 19th off as well just a few weeks later. So you've got 12 recognized federal holidays. That's two weeks and two days, basically, where, you know, larger corporations, you know, you've got all the federal government employees are getting a paycheck from the taxpayers, the state government, municipal government, everybody's getting a paycheck for an extra two weeks two days. Now, all these union negotiations, everybody complaining that, you know, oh, we just, you know, burdened by having to go to work and there's just too many days and, you know, everybody wants two weeks, three weeks, four weeks off. You know, you've got the education system. They've got months off plus these holidays off. It's just like, does anyone ever go to work? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we're paying and, people you know, so much not sure. to go to work. And and then you, 
people don't go to work in the rest of the country. We're like, no, we kind of, most of us work on holidays, depending on when the holiday falls. Sure. Whether it's on a weekend or whatever. If government employees, they're like, oh, it fell on a weekend. That means we get Monday and Friday off. Yeah. No, no, no. Wait a minute. (laughs) The working population that's paying your salaries isn't taking any time off. In fact, a lot of them are having to work overtime because the people that expect to have it off. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, you know, I still got to go to the grocery store. Better stop by the bank. Oh, wait, the banks are closed, you know, but of course, if you're using your visa card and if you live in Canada, I know that they probably have just as many federal holidays. Maybe they do, I think they do Juneteenth now too. I mean, they don't do Columbus Day. They probably do Indigenous Peoples Day. Probably. Yeah. So anyways, but apparent, and this is probably coming to America in a very short time. There is, you know, we should do some inspiration before we cover this because everybody's got these cards in their pocket and this might hit them where it hurts. (laughs) No doubt. Okay. Here you go, folks. A rescue mission nicknamed Operation Noah's Ark might sound fun for animal lovers, but it was a nightmare for the Nassau Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. After receiving complaints about the noise and horrid stench coming from a certain house, workers entered the Long Island home and found and later removed more than 400 animals from their neglected conditions. We may not be holding hundreds of animals in filthy conditions, but Jesus said we might be harboring evil and sinful thoughts and actions in our hearts that need to be exposed and removed. In teaching his disciples about what makes a person clean and unclean, Jesus said it isn't dirty hands or whatever enters the mouth that defiles a person, but an evil heart. The stench from our hearts will eventually leak out from our lives. Then Jesus gave examples of evil thoughts and actions that come out of the heart. No amount of external religious activities and rituals can make them clean. We need God to transform our hearts. We can practice Jesus' inside-out ethic by giving him access to the squalor of our hearts and letting him remove what is causing the stench. As Christ uncovers what's coming from our hearts, he'll help our words and actions be aligned with his desires and the aroma from our lives will please him. You know the drill, folks. Father God, you are a loving God. Our heart is desperately wicked. Only you can fully know it and remove the evil that is in it. In your son's Jesus' name we pray, amen. Oh man, talking about evil in it right yeah so yeah we we had to do some inspiration before we did this and i know we've got to cover some uh, city council coverage but you know from the epic times last month it was pretty interesting to look at you know we we're, we're talking about digital currency we've talked oh, yeah. about the social credit scores and you know big tech's influence in our life it's nice to make decisions based upon data i mean as long as it's not manipulated fake data like all the covid stuff sure, kind of sure. was but you know, we, we want to make good decisions and we can use a basis for those decisions off a lot of different things, whether it's wants or needs or, you know, the hierarchy, you know, whatever you want to use. But we've got the banking system now getting involved in this big tech, you know, oligarchy tyranny that they want to put over us with the control and in this article here they're not going to talk about the control at least not the portion i'm going to share but the data that they have on us that well for one violates our rights but it also it's just it's not good governance when you're talking about a free country it's it screams 
big tech totalitarianism, but sure. a new Visa card features personal carbon emissions tracker. Now, this is in Canada. Their Van City Bank credit union, excuse me, credit union Van City launched a new credit card technology to report users' carbon emissions based upon their transactions. So this was back in October, they announced this. And what's interesting is it's tied to a Visa card and it would actually tie it to a European company that is engaged in technology companies for basically climatology and and climate change and emissions. And they're going to be able to track this for Visa card holders. But MasterCard already provides a CO2 emissions tracker card developed with technologies from a Swedish company. So the Visa card technology developed by Equalitech, I believe it's called, also provides educational and behavioral nudging so they're going to try to control consumers by oh did you drive too much you're buying too much gas you know did you buy a plane ticket or did you buy a bus pass you know so they're going to try to control the consumer based upon this guilt of the tracking of of the cards and and i thought it was even scarier that alibaba group which is like the largest corporation in the world i think as far as manufacturing goes it's uh, ccp based communist chinese party based Right. Yes, it it is a Chinese tech company. They announced it's not only a tech company; it's a massive it manufacturing company. I mean, basically half the stuff that you see online that's made in China, but large equipment from cranes and you know manufacturing equipment all the way down to screwdrivers and all that. Alibaba Corporation is the one either manufacturing or contracting the manufacturing of it. And so anyways, they, they announced basically at the World Economic Forum last year that the company was developing individual carbon footprint tracker that will monitor people's behavior in terms of where they're traveling, how they're traveling, what they are eating and everything that they're consuming and look at your carbon footprint. And the Biden administration and Merrick Garland are all on board with this. So it's going to be coming to the United States. The New York Innovation Center is participating in a proof of concept project along with the members of the private sector to explore the feasibility of basically the interoperability of network of digital centralized banking liabilities and commercial bank digital monies according to the fed so yeah not good (laughs) but our city council does some not good things too so we got to pay attention to the full spectrum of what's going on in our lives and it'll be interesting uh, to see how these credit companies are going to go and try to shame you and you know trying to corral you and and put these guardrails up and kind of guide you into the more preferred transactions that they're looking for you're gonna have to have multiple credit cards you're gonna have you know the mastercard's gonna be like no can't buy gas your credit your (laughs) your carbon footprint's too high so i mean once these companies get integrated it'll be tough you're going to be calling the wife and you'll be like we better pump gas at the same time you use the master i'll use the visa <laughs> so, it, it could know. very well get that way <laughs> man I, I mean i'm laughing about it and right. it's funny to hear it now well but man know. it could be something that we wake up to in the near future yeah they just shut off your ability to make purchases that have a carbon footprint you yeah know? yeah but, you'll end up getting sent a form that you'll have to fill out and triplicate and send back to the credit card company or they're going to end up pulling your credit well certain yeah i mean <laughs> You know, you go to the grocery store and you swipe the card and the cashier's like, uh, your card won't pay for the meat. <laughs> you're you're going to have to use a soy-based alternative to yep. make this purchase today, sir. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here we go. Top of the agenda for the Spokane City Council. You know, once again, a 6 p.m. legislative agenda. If you'd like to go and speak on any of the agenda items, you know, if you'd like to take a look at the agenda and all of the white papers that go along with, all you got to do is to log on to SpokaneCity.org and scroll down just a couple of inches. You are going to see about 10 different boxes. The one next to the box that says mayor is going to say council. Click on the council and then further click on the council documents. That will open up a PDF file that will give you access to the agenda as well as all of the supporting documentation that goes with. Yeah, and, and this meeting's not real huge, but it's going to give all the contracts, all the information. I mean, yeah. it, some nights it's, you know, 300 pages. Sometimes it's over 1,000 pages, depending on how active the council is in That's passing right. certain things. And this um, is a pretty light meeting, I can tell you that right, right now. Well, and, and, and you can go just to consent. You know, you can go to the overview so you're not buried in all of this documentation but so you can testify on any of those items like mike said exactly but you can also go to open forum and testify on other issues uh you know if if you're concerned about you know issue with uh banking card systems that are tracking your carbon footprint or you're you're interested in asking the city council to telling your state legislature that maybe you can ask the council to justify the reason why they're going to double up the speed radar cameras as well as the red light cameras right and that's what public is forum is for you can you know talk about any issue during public forum here's is, a good one that, man. hold on but it's, yeah. it's, it's any issue in the public forum that's not on the agenda that's right so you know anything whether it's uh the speed light cameras the uh, how about getting the landlords to register their tenants to vote <laughs> their, yeah all the issues that they've covered in the past now some of those issues they might not want you to talk about because they are pending issues even though i don't think that's actually part of the rules but i have seen them in the past so you know that's something we're going to discuss in the future so we don't want to hear about it so you know be ready for a different issue if they shut your issue down but you know digital currency and things like that. Your city council has legislative liaisons and lobbyists that they pay to affect state policy. So you can affect those issues. And if they don't like the issues, it's a state issue. And then you say, well, you have a lobbyist at the state level. (laughs) So they really can't shut you down, but we're going to have to take a break. We're going to be right back because we're actually going to cover some of the issues on the city council meeting. We'll be right back. To our Spokane area veterans and their families, if you haven't checked out the Hilliard Veterans of Foreign Wars Post 1474, located at Diamond and Regal Street in Spokane, you gotta be there or be square. The Hilliard VFW is there to assist you and yours with all your VA questions. Give them a call at 487-3784. Weekly bingo, cards, bowling, dart tournaments, and meal specials are just a few more things that the Hilliard VFW offers. Stop on by, give them a call, 487-3784. A lot of your beef comes from Brazil, Africa, and <clears throat> China. Bet you didn't know that. The Spokane County cattlemen know that, and they are the ones advocating for country of origin labeling on the meat that we buy and feed to our families. Find them on Facebook right now. That burger you just got at your favorite drive through has over a thousand different DNAs in it. Well, you may want to consider buying from local producers. And in other words, folks, buy locally. The Spokane County Cattlemen are on Facebook and are there to advocate for you, educate and inform you on what's happening in the global and local meat industry. With today's Corona-controlled society, the shopping restrictions and possible rationing, making sure that your family doesn't experience food insecurities should be our top priority. You can do your part. 
be secure, buy from local growers and producers. The Spokane County cattlemen know this and are here to help you. Find them on Facebook right now. And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining Mike and Tim on City Council is back this Monday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. All right, top of the agenda, we are talking about some appointments to various boards and commissions. We're talking about one appointment to the Community Housing and Human Services Board, one appointment to the Spokane Human Rights Commission. Now, one- now, now, now first one, are they replacing Ben Stucker? <laughs> no, I don't think that they think are. So. I thought he stepped down from that one. Actually, it was the continuum of care. Oh, it just happened to do with the other agency. That they have, is correct. They yes. have colluding. I mean, they have uh, coordinating, coordinating agents. entities. <laughs> Cooperating on, agencies. On, uh, colluding yeah. agents. I liked colluding better. Yeah. All right. Next item. You got one appointment and one reappointment to the Spokane Housing Authority Board. Two appointments to the Spokane Historic Landmarks Commission. And one reappointment to the Spokane Historic Landmark Commission Real Estate Assessor. Ah, that's a new position. I hadn't heard that they uh, added a real estate assessor to the Historic Landmark Commission, but okay. Well, well, the reason why is because the Historic Landmark, there's tax benefits to being a Historic Landmark. Not only are you a protected property owner to some extent, as long as you maintain the historical features that are part of your historical landmark designation. Yes. But as far as the connection to the county assessor's office, why you would need assessment of value, I would think that that would be the reason to have that position because, you know, there's lots of crummy little houses out there that are over a hundred years old. Yeah. But, you know, what are they really worth? Is it really historical? How much of the historical value has been maintained? You know, I mean, I live in a house that's 112 years old. Yeah, there you go. But it's the historic value of it. It was destroyed by somebody back in the 50s, and then it got remodeled again in the 70s. And, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't have those features that would make it part of the registry. But a residence, a commercial building... If you have a piece of property inside the city of Spokane, this board could affect your property if you'd like to uh, maintain its historical value. Not only that, this board needing the assessor, they look at the value of properties around the historic oh, yeah. site. Yeah, for the comparables and, and whatnot. For, not only for the comparables, but if it's a historical building in what is looked at as a historical neighborhood, they can also create zoning and building permit issues and, and different kinds of things for surrounding properties. Yes, yes, they absolutely so, can do so that. So they have all those effects. So it's I think it would be important to have somebody who could assess how values are either diminished, increased, or affected by the policies of that board. So I guess it makes sense. Yeah, there you go. All right, next item on the case. Hey, put that on the calendar. <laughs> big time, the big time. city council is doing something that makes sense when it comes to appointments of commissions. and Yeah, yeah there you go. All right, well, then. I guess we uh, don't have to be in a position to be spanking them all the time. Well, I mean, sometimes there's... They do good. There's (laughs) plainly just things that municipal government's supposed to to do, and they have policies that they already have in place, and so they have to, you know, basically adjudicate or mitigate the damages of their policies or implement 
properly the policies they have and some of those there things have go. to be done by professionals and individuals that don't exist on the council yep there you go I, man I, we can repeat that too like the professionals that don't exist on the council anyway. <laughs> people with specific knowledge exactly exactly all right we're talking about uh, sixty two thousand dollar spend if you will for disposal of contaminated material at the spokane police department's academy then we're going to be uh, putting in place a hundred thousand dollar maintenance contract to the helfrich brothers for boilermaker services at the waste energy plant i mean that's a uh, every ongoing. year ongoing expense we've got a couple of multiple family housing property tax exemption things going on one for llj properties at 6020 north astor street for 18 units and then we've got master build llc that's going to be doing four units they're at 3804 north lidgerwood street and obviously that's kind of a similar neighborhood logan neighborhood yeah you betcha all right, and then we uh, have got a big spend here for about $800,000 to bacon concrete for what is being described as a pedestrian hybrid bacon project. And uh, this is going to be placed somewhere in the Minnehaha neighborhood. And again, uh, Tim and I, before we went on air, we were trying to figure out, we weren't able to access the white papers to get an exact location, but I'm sure that you folks that live over there in the Hilliard and Minnehaha neighborhood areas, when you start seeing the bacon concrete A-frame signs going up along the side of the street, that's where they're going to spend 800,000 bucks for sure. Well, you've definitely got some trails and things over there that are being uh, improved. you got the Beacon Hill development that's going on, the North-South Freeway with Children of the Sun Trail. Yeah. When you're talking about... And you know, um, that intersection at Wellesley and Market was scheduled to be closed for three years, and I think we're past that now. Well, and then you've also, yes, you've got the Wellesley interchange there that's going to be, at least the going under the freeway is going to be opening up at some point, uh, I think, in the next year or so. You bet. And you've got pedestrian amenities that will be there, and and it it talks about it being a pedestrian hybrid, and my understanding of pedestrian hybrid would explain multi-use, and because that is near the golf course, and that's a, a community that embraces the golf cart passengers, if you will, and yeah, drivers, you bet. Uh, you know, that they're going to make those trails and pathways wide enough for a golf cart. So I, I'm guessing that's that's part of that whole integrated plan for that part of the community. And, and I know there's a, there's also that commercial development that's going up with, what is it, Stone Properties Investment Group. Exactly. There. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have to pick up the phone and call that former uh, councilman, uh, hmm, Mike Fagan. Yeah, that's who it was who made the golf cart zone in Hilliard and Minnehaha. Right. There you go. Yeah, that's part part of that integration there. Yeah, that way people don't have to, you know, figure out what their carbon footprint is for putting their electric golf cart onto a trailer and towing it over to the, you know, golf course with their truck. You know, I've never driven in an electric vehicle yet. I'm kind of wondering if it's the same thing as kind of driving a golf cart. With a lot more horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering when we're going to get away from that horsepower designation, because, I mean, we've we've got that with, you know, torque and horsepower sure. with the, you know, I, I would think everything would just go to electric torque with the electric vehicles yeah. and not, you know, we'll see what the measurement is. We'll see what Europe decides to tell us. Yeah, you bet. And I'll tell you, and you know, China. it's my understanding that on the 1st of January, uh, the federal government's uh, electric vehicle purchase incentives went into place. There is a lengthy list of 
vehicles that are qualified for this list, but I do believe that the figure I saw in the incentive was only like seventy five hundred bucks. Yeah, it's not it's not big enough to really transfer. Uh, you know, and that's municipal like you know, government or state government. Vehicles I don't think that's ten percent of the purchase price of one of those bad boys. Uh, well, especially once you look at all the alterations that they already have the the infrastructure and the private sector and contractors, to, you know, for government, whether it's cops and the utilities that they need in their vehicle or parks departments or I haven't seen you know we know about the the trucks the electric trucks they have but we know that their mileage is extremely limited once you put a load on an electric truck so I'm not gonna I don't think we're gonna see plows on uh, city pickups or uh, parks department uh, it, not electric ones anyway right so you know that 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 won't be integrated maybe this whole integrated thing that you started in the city of Spokane like other municipal areas that have golf courses that are a hybrid that include golf carts maybe more municipal government will be using golf carts that could very well be we'll just have to wait and see i can tell you what though i mean since we did create that golf cart zone a lot of city departments have resorted to golf carts that's right yeah yeah you Mm -hmm. betcha man well it's it's cheaper than uh oh you bet buying a tesla yeah (laughs) big time that's the police department you bet all right we're looking at several different resolutions first resolution we're talking about here is basically going to be appointing the city council members to their various boards committees and commissions for 2023 we've also got a resolution here that is going to be adopting various amendments to the city council's rules of procedure uh, we've got a resolution that, that could be a big one. Yeah, it could be. You know, so that might be something that folks that want to really be engaged with the process look at the the change in the rules and procedures of the city council because that that sounds like what they're going to be amending. It sounds like an amendment uh, yes. process they're working on here. You bet. And then we've got a resolution appointing Mr. David Ross as the human resource director for the city of Spokane. So there you go. There are your resolutions. We do have some final reading ordinances on some vacations, and that pretty much wraps up the city council business. And and it's not adding more vacation time to government employees. It's uh, (laughs) vacations of property. It's city government uh, getting rid of under or unutilized government properties. Exactly. As a matter of fact, one of the hearings that they're going to be holding is going to be the vacation of a portion of 7th Avenue East of Government Way, requested by Catholic Charities. This is up on the Sunset Hill area, where they now are operating that homeless hotel. The homeless hotel, yeah. So, uh, there you go. I guess uh, Catholic Charities is going to need some street, if you will, in order to park the staff vehicles or whatever it is that they're going to be putting there, and that's why they're requesting the vacation. Probably access to emergency and police vehicles, because they know that they're going to need their own little alleyway for, uh, yeah, and then Exp- we've ex- expediting criminal activity sure. away from their property. I don't know. It, it, and it, it, that development is growing. And obviously, I think that they're going to have to add infrastructure for that. And we'll have to talk about that this coming week because, of course, you know, Camp Dope is still there. There's the newspaper still running that bottom of the front page, bottom of the fold advertisement that stands about three inches high. Well, and that's that's actually from the. East Spokane Business Association, and that's because they're negatively affected that neighborhood from Camp Dope. But, and it just says Camp Hope must close. It's cruel to allow 200 plus unhoused to suffer the cold and unsanitary conditions, but it's really the impact on the whole community, and which the city council obviously isn't dealing with. They're that's vac- right. They're, they haven't vacated that property because it's already owned by the state. <laughs> so, uh, but, but of course, you know, there's 
a, a lot of other problems that are being caused by the homeless community because they're this is not Spokane's homeless. They're inviting more people to come here. The more money that they advertise they're putting into this, the more people relocate from all right. over the country, especially the West Coast, Midwest to Spokane because of how great it is to be quote unquote homeless here. Of course, a lot of it's access to drugs and fentanyl, which right. we saw, you know, criminal behavior with, you know, the drug bus. We saw, I, I think we were arguing about this the other day before a show that I, there was a, an incident with someone intimidating people and harassing people with an ax. Right. Near Oh, except it wasn't near Camp Dope. It was near the, 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 the Trent, Trent shelter. The Trent homeless yeah. shelter. And yeah. the way I heard it, it was a machete. Right. So we thought we were here, but it was probably two different incidences. It could have but very there, well there, been. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on there. But thinking of Camp Dope and, and we're nearing the end of today's show and city council business, you know, I was really disgusted. I've been, you know, going by that area pretty much on a regular basis, Camp Dope. And 2nd Avenue is totally destroyed between, you know, the Thor Freya corridor that was basically shut down for a long time, all the way till you get to like Nevada, Hamilton corridor. So 2nd Avenue is an absolute wreck and just, you know, beats up your car. Yeah, from and the Thor Freya couplet all the way to Altamont, man. On on 2nd Avenue, yeah. yeah. And, you know, then there was this big news, you know, just before Christmas that, oh, Thor Freya exit off the freeway is opening. And everybody's all excited. They're like, this is great. You know, people saw the fresh new concrete. There was like two blocks or so, two and a half blocks of fresh concrete between Sprague Avenue mm-hmm. and 3rd. But the problem was is as soon as you get across that it's like third world country again over on third avenue big time man it's big it's, time. it's like the worst street in town and it was closed for an entire summer and they didn't even get it fixed i think city councilors should probably address some of those issues big time all of that being said ladies and gentlemen mike and tim are out of here today we'll be back at you and in your face again tomorrow bye-bye